Brum. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the show. Today, I feel is going to be a slightly shorter episode because I've recently really struggled to find enough time and headspace to enter my cupboard to record another podcast episode. So here I am. I've missed you. Oh, I've missed this thing. And I'm glad you're here. If you're back, uh, if, you, if it's your first time, then please do make sure to subscribe or follow whatever you do on the thing that you're listening uh, to, listening, listening, yeah, wherever you're listening. And let's let's get right into it. Yesterday, I was supposed to have a knee reconstruction operation. Um, I need my ACL redoing which is the anterior cruciate ligament in my knee and also my meniscus is fucked so it's torn it's floating around I don't know it's just it's not how it should be so that should be fixed as well I turned up at the hospital having had pretty much a mental breakdown about a week beforehand just being so sad that I won't be able to live my life normally for a while not really having a full understanding of the recovery process and just the unclarity of of how things are going to be, what I'm going to be like, what I'm going to feel like. I just oh, lead quite a, an active lifestyle. And so it's going to be a big difference when I'm having to recover from an operation. But long story short, it didn't happen yesterday. I turned up to um, the hospital and had chats with all the staff filled in forms I was told about all the risks and you know ultimately how I might die when I'm uh, under general anesthetic uh, obviously a very unlikely event but uh but still it's it's um it made me reflect on life a lot before this thing so um about a week beforehand I had a little birthday celebration amongst friends and at the end of it I just you know I had a fantastic time really really nice friends but just had a meltdown really just I was like, I actually, I'm so scared, like genuinely scared, kind of, kind of for my life, but more to do with like my mental health, um, sort of psychological well-being, because like I said, it's such a big, big difference. But the reason the operation didn't go ahead is uh, at the end of these, these chats, which lasted for about, I don't know, an hour, uh, maybe an hour and a half of different people coming in, queuing to ask me questions and having me fill in forms and stuff. Um, the consultant came in and, um, you know, he, he'd been told that I've got a, a scrape on my knee, uh, which I sustained two days prior when I was skating. And it's just a superficial wound. If you're watching on YouTube, which this might go on at some point, I'm, I've been recording all of these, uh, but I haven't actually released them um, sort of publicly, but they might be on my YouTube channel at some point. Um, I have a superficial uh, scrape on my knee that if you're watching, you will see. If you're just listening, it's it's not bad. It's like, it's just lovely. But the surgeon wasn't happy to go ahead just because of the increased chance of an infection. And he told me the story about an Australian girl who he very kindly uh, said was of a similar age to mine where she'd had an operation done and got an infection through the the cut that she'd had on her knee, which then meant that they had to undo the ACL reconstruction work and she ended up with a knee replacement. 
and that got infected too and ultimately at the end of it she had to have her leg amputated so at the same time as I was absolutely devastated to start with I cried straight away oh my god it was just such a blow I was so prepared I was so ready for it I was like really I I was crying because I was like I, I just I feel like such a fucking dick I've let myself down I've let the NHS down I feel like I'm wasting uh, you know the NHS's resources by turning up and not being ready for an operation I just if I'd known that this is going to stop me from having the operation of course I wouldn't have skated like that in, on Saturday I was really going for it because I was like this is my last skate before my operation before I won't be able to skate for months you know maybe even up to a year but like I'm, I'm banking on sort of six months until I get back into skating so it was just it was I it didn't I wouldn't even describe it as a fall really it was just a little blunder and then I was just you know all the arrangement all the arrangements that I'd made with you know friends coming around to look after me uh, the kids being looked after and just you know sorting out lifts to and from the hospital and and I just felt like such a fucking burden to everyone around me for a brief while um, but it's funny I kind of. I could have called someone to come and pick me up from the hospital, um, but it takes me takes me about an hour to get there on public transport, and I just bless them. They were giving me toast and and jam and butter and and tea. No, sorry, well tea or coffee. I took coffee before I left because they're like, no, no, darling, you just you just this is the right thing to do. You're gonna be spending a lot more of our resources if we take you in now and it does get infected and then things are potentially going to be a lot worse so it's better if you just go home now we'll have you in again in about a month's time and and we'll get it sorted then so of course then I'm going to be really I'm going to be fucking wrapping myself in bubble wrap um to make sure that I'll be absolutely 1000% ready for the operation but um I got home so I, I basically just ended up taking the bus back home which is two separate buses because I just wanted to put my noise cancelling headphones on ignore the world really ruminate on all the feelings that I was going through and, and you know thoughts and so many people knew that I was gonna have this um, operation that I was getting messages you know from the previous day and the same day just saying good luck and let me know how it goes and I'm just like well fuck like you asked me how how it's gone you know I, I'd rather respond rather than remember who I need to message people are going to find out anyway and then I was like I just I can't I can't take this I can't I don't want to start messaging so I, I basically just wrote one generic message to say you know uh, operation is being postponed because I have a cut on my knee um, and I'm going to take the bus home now to to uh, process everything and by the time I got home it was it was a really nice slightly cold bus ride I just withdrew to my bedroom and read a book for a while for maybe about an hour a book called To Kill a Mockingbird I think To Kill a Mockingbird classic I've never read before which is part of our book club. We've created a book club. We have a book club. So this month's book is To Kill a Mockingbird. Wasn't my choice, but I'm more than happy to read something that somebody else has recommended, of course. Um, and then I just, I'd had a full night's sleep, but I just thought I really want a nap now. I'd, I'd cried out everything I had. I had no tears left. And I had about, you know, over an hour of sleep and woke up and I just felt like a newborn in a way. Um, which is 
might feel a bit ridiculous to say, but it actually isn't. It's it really, really made me realise how how much of a fucking powerful tool crying is. And I know a lot of adults, like people don't cry anymore when they're adults. And I think that's it is their healthiest. And I know I used to I used to battle with these feelings of Oh, I shouldn't cry in public. It's embarrassing. It's whatever. It absolutely isn't. And I, it, being able to encounter feelings as and when they come is one of the biggest strengths I feel like I have as a person, because that means that nothing's held up on the inside. Nothing gets bottled up. And I can't believe literally uh, within two hours of leaving the hospital and being in absolute fucking bits I just couldn't people came to check up on me and I just couldn't say anything without crying I was like, I'm just so disappointed in the whole the whole situation and I was so ready and I was so I make myself believe that I'm really excited for the operation because it's neurologically a you know very similar um, brain chemistry situation than being nervous is so I'm like not I know I'm you know logically yes I am nervous but I'm like, no, no, that's not what I'm going to think because a much positive, much more positive thing to think is that I'm just excited. This is exactly what it feels like before you get on stage and you're fucking shitting your pants. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I can't fucking wait. Oh, yeah, great. And then this, like today, um, I've been thinking about how tragic it is that people don't cry more. And I genuinely, really genuinely, genuinely mean that. And I've seen it in so many instances, say, like at work, when I've been seeing my PT clients, when they've got something going on, you can just tell they are a shell of themselves. And I'm just like, do you know what? This is a safe space. Like if you you can feel any emotions and and sometimes people break out crying and it's so beautiful it, because you can just see how that pain comes out with those tears and what I was thinking today is that obviously children cry a lot because they don't have that fucking damage from the world where they judge themselves where they're thinking about how other people perceive them they experience their emotions their feelings as and when they come and they process them and guess what they get through them exactly because of that and even better if there's somebody who is there to support you to validate your feelings to say like it's all right which is exactly what I got from the hospital staff they're not there to be mental health fucking personnel but at the same time just that somebody is there and somebody's just saying you know I hear you like don't put yourself down and and I knew like, I could I can sort this situation out myself on my own if I need to but just doing it in front of people and just not being scared of letting go and not being scared of, it's not even about showing what you're feeling. It's just for yourself, for your sake, feeling what you're feeling there and then. I Two hours and I was, I felt ready to, to come out of my bedroom and be like, Do you know what? It is what it is. And it's not going to change anything if I keep dwelling on it. So I might as well now just bit by bit. I was like, do you know what? This is a bit like a new sort of start, but in a different way than I anticipated. And I was like, maybe I can take this time that I was, I was, I was banking on having this time to really recover and look after myself and stuff. And I can still do the same. I just don't have a knee that's been operated on yet. 
and it's just craziness I think a big part of the the emotional process was that oh my god like only in the same week so seriously days before my operation oh my god I went inline skating so rollerblading skating twice I think I, I did hours in total like more than more than three hours in total um I went to gymnastics training had an amazing time with friends doing partner acrobatics some handstand training I've been doing handstands nearly every day not that much anymore actually but I need to get back into it more uh, I traveled down to the beachfront I took my penny board which is like a soft wheeled skateboard type of solution and I was rolling rolling on the streets there to just really I was vibing with like the way the movement feels because I won't be able to do it for months and just being like oh my god I love this so much and I can't even comprehend people who don't use their bodies and move around in ways that we were meant to move and it's like at the same it's so liberating you get fucking fresh air onto your face it makes you feel energized it makes you feel as part of nature it makes you feel like oh my god I'm developing as a human being as an adult I'm actually moving creating more balance within myself both physiologically and emotionally and it's just so rewarding so it's like you know what I love this and I just want to remember this vibe even when I'm not able to do that stuff I can be happy that I was able to do that stuff before and I will be able to do that stuff again when I've been good and really rehabbed as well as I possibly can I'm gonna be fucking rock and roll with it I'm determined as ever and I've been really good with my rehab I will be really fucking good after the operation I just need to wait for a few more weeks until I have my operation done again what else oh my god I went to the gym to do some rehabbing to do they've got these amazing monkey bars super long monkey bars I did them I went for a swim and I went for a sauna I did the ice bath and at the gym as well it's just the most amazing literally I only now realize that it's the proper Finnish sauna, sorry, sauna, Finnish sauna, and the brand of the giwas, what's giwas called, the stove thing, that, you know, you throw the water onto, it. the brand is Harvia, which is so Finnish, oh my god, it's amazing, Um. so basically I was just ridiculously, like, nearly overtrained at the end of the week, and it felt so good because I was like, now I will have a chance to relax, so now I'm actually, like, slightly struggling because... I can do stuff again because I haven't had my operation but right now I need to listen to my body and actually just be still and focus on I've got a ton of admin that I had um, booked to do anyway when I was recovering and funny enough I can actually be better prepared for my operation in about a month's time because I was supposed to have my operation yesterday and I was supposed to be discharged on the same day and then I looked at my diary when I got home. I was like, fucking hell, I'm I'm engaged with work, a school performance, and all these things until half three in the afternoon. I'm like, if what if I was off my face on painkillers and everything and I was unable to move and stuff? Why have I made myself a schedule like this? Where I've got no time for myself. I would have just had yesterday. So I think when my operation actually is coming around, I'm gonna make sure that the following day is, my diary is empty. I want to just actually chill the fuck out, which is what I need to do. Like, the amount of activities I've done, oh my god. And also, so proud of myself, you know. I managed to drop my uh, resting heart rate 
to, oh God, oh, now I don't remember. I think it's been down to 43 beats per minute, which is very low. And obviously, you know, that's that's not that's not very normal. That's just because I've been um, relatively active my entire adult life. Well, not, not, not all of it, not when I was in the first year of uni, but, you know, for the past 10 years, more or less, I just do stuff that I really enjoy doing. And it's a... Uh, crazy how I just really focused on eating really well and you know drinking lots of water and just being you know doing some breath work and being being as healthy as I can and I think my HRV which is the heart rate variability has gone up to what was it like 170 180 today at some point which is ridiculously high like it's I I, I, it's fucking unbelievable so like if you've got a, a a smartwatch or something you can please don't make it I, I used to have it as quite an obsessive um habit but um I do track these things I try not to be obsessive about it but something like sleep quality you know so important to sleep enough the most important thing um yeah uh, that I suppose is is it, my my number one tip for you now if I can give you any advice from experience is try and cry more if you don't feel comfortable doing it in front of people, then get yourself to a vulnerable state in your in your house and just sit with your thoughts. Stop taking the distractions out, like mobile phones, just fucking chuck them the fuck out. Put it in a box. Spend some time with you yourself and your thoughts and your emotions. And it's crying. Crying is so liberating. It's so it's it's just it's such a gift and it is more like being a child and if we can get to a state where we are more like children and have no rigid worldviews that are unchangeable if we're always willing to change our minds always willing to be be play, playful and creative think of new ways of doing things thinking of new routes to take there is, it's it's literally like life is so rewarding. <laughs> life is is so beautiful, and I can't. Do you know what? Okay, so another thing that I sort of thought of is before my operation, it kind of felt like the end of the world for me. Not, I was thinking if if I was if I was about to die, if I knew I was about to die, I'd then maybe. I was going to say spend more time just talking to people who I care about but actually having done sports that with people people that are just really nice maybe that's even better in a way because it's there's no pressure to talk about anything in specific so for me it was it was a bit like my that current world coming to an end because I'm not able to live my normal lifestyle and I was like, I was living my life to the absolute fullest. And I'm just thinking at the end of it, why do I not always live like this? And I know already some friends just say they feel exhausted about um, me telling them about my day and stuff, but I'm not in a hurry. I just live. And I'm not sure how much more I can actually stick into my diary, but if I was if I managed it last week and still managed full night sleeps and fucking hell, just you need to do stuff. We need to do stuff. Oh what should we go for? Okay. Something if I can okay, second section. 
again, I had a conversation with a new-ish client. And I wanted to just make sure that all of my friends are aware that the only way to achieve fat loss, fat loss, weight loss, fat loss, train, train more, use your muscles. Uh, that'll boost your metabolism and make sure you, you know, maintain your lean lean muscle mass and lose fat at the same time. But let's just say the only way you can use uh, lose weight, the only way is to be in a calorie deficit. That's the only way. So I don't care what bullshit you're feeding yourself or to people around you. If you are not in a calorie deficit, you're not going to lose weight. So if you if you have negative calories during the week and then do an absolute blowout at the end of the week, as in you know eat more than what your what your body burns and like go really excessive with that. Uh, it's it's I I don't I'm not gonna break this down any more than I just want every single one of my friends to understand that you can only lose weight if you're in a calorie deficit. That's the only way. Stop thinking about what you need to eat to begin with. Let's just fix if you if you're bothered about your body weight not being where you you'd like it to be. If you want it to be lower, you need to be in a cal- calorie deficit. If you want it to be higher, you need to be in a calorie surplus. And to help you do this, I know it can be a bit strenuous to start with, but use an app like MyFitnessPal and log every motherfucking thing that goes down your throat. Nice, I th- yeah, everything. Everything that contains calories, not necessarily water. Don't need to. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's as simple as it can go. And yeah, I, I'm sick of hearing like, no, 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 but if I, what if I like drop all my fucking carbs? No, why? why? Tell me why. Yes, if carbs make you feel like shit. If yes, if you've got gluten intolerance, yeah, why not? Do whatever. And stop lying to yourself about what you're eating, how often you're eating. You can have one meal a day or you can have seven meals a day. doesn't matter as long as your calories are where you want them to be. You'll only main weight, uh, maintain weight at your maintenance calories. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. Then I had a question. Question from... The public. Uh, what does it say? Something to do with how do you balance work and personal life? Okay. I cannot complain about my work-life balance because I am self-employed and I, you know, pretty much get to choose my hours. I do have two kids as well, which, you know, take up a lot of my time. But work-life balance, I think the main thing is that no matter how many hours of work you do in a week, that outside of those work hours, you design your life in a way that brings you a step closer to a happier state or just a content state. Nobody can ever be happy all the time and that is... That is the salt of life. It's very important to have ups and downs. It's the essence of everything. But if you want to make sure that you're, you don't end up a bitter cunt when you're older, then I know it's sometimes, especially if you're feeling depressed or whatever, it's really difficult to get things started. So start with little things that are totally manageable, totally doable, um, but do things that give you satisfaction. 
And I would also say that, yeah, if you really like playing video games, spending all your spare time playing video games is, you know, that that's all right. If that's what you really enjoy doing, do it. I actually, especially over lockdown, really envied people who can sit down and play video games for hours. And I would, I tried to get my head, head into a place where I wanted to try that. And I just can't sit, sit still for long enough. But, um, well, I, I didn't find the motivation or whatever to do that. Um, but just the way you'll not be happy is if you're just living to work. You need to work to live you don't need to do something every day, but if with your spare time, make sure you get something in. If it includes being outdoors, spending time with people you care about, or just amongst, spend time amongst people. Even if you're the most introverted person, push yourself to do something slightly uncomfortable. Do something active, physically active. Develop yourself in any way, but make sure you find something that interests you and exactly you you don't need to start take up a reading habit if you don't enjoy reading don't do it find a little thing that you really enjoy or maybe it could just be being in the house and calling a friend for five minutes maybe it could even be sending them a voice note or just sending them a message just don't get into the trap of not doing anything with your spare time. And I actually, I really struggle sometimes. So I've regularly speak with a few people who if I ask them what they've been up to and their answer is like, oh, nothing really. What, what, what does that mean? I'm I'm really struggling to understand whether this is a matter of them being a far less open person than I am. Or if they're actually doing nothing. I don't I can't get my head around it and I think it's like it there's also a nuance in that say if somebody asks me what I've done uh, during the day I uh, oh I can give you a story I'll be like oh my god you know like in the morning oh I was like making a cup of tea and then I forgot then I forgot I was making a cup of tea and I just went and then the water went cold and I was like you know I went to I went to have a shower and I was like oh I put some music on and I was listening to this like I really enjoyed this song oh I put it with the song on I was singing I was shaving my legs and I was like oh god oh now I've got a cut or oh, I best not get a fucking shaving cut before my next before my operation um and I'll just go into detail, like, oh, my God, it was so exciting to do, the, to do my laundry. You know, like, it was a bit too windy when I was hanging it up to dry. And it's it's these things. And I've, I'm, I'm, I've tried to understand what it is between me and other people who, who say that they've done nothing. Because even if I've done the most mundane things in the house, not left the house, not communicated with anyone, I would still feel like I've got a lot done. Because the only way I'd get nothing done is if I was sleeping but then I'd still say oh you know what I felt really tired I was napping so I'd still have a story and I I I just want to hear people talk more I crave it and I know sometimes like but what I find I don't mind if somebody is not like doesn't want to tell me much doesn't want to share absolutely fine but if they're like a good friend they don't give me any information or details it's like, where's the, where's the, I want two sides to this interaction. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's slightly frustrating for me because I don't want to ask too many questions. Or oh, sometimes I do try and dig and 
I know that can make some people, especially if I don't know them very well, that can make them feel uncomfortable. I'm like, well, what do you mean you haven't done anything? Like, what have you actually done? Well, nothing really. Well, no, 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 no. You must have opened the fridge door. You know, tell me something. Then tell me. I would like go into details about every motherfucking little thing that I've done. Like, oh, I changed the location of my my plants today you know I've been starting to grow these things and oh you should see the things that are growing it's unbelievable um I don't know what I'm trying to say but I kind of um I think if 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 you learn to really enjoy not enjoy enjoy is the wrong word mindful gets thrown about too much but if you focus on what you're doing in life whether it's just doing the laundry or walking up and down the stairs like vibe with how your body is reacting what your body is doing how your muscles are contracting how if you bend over how your if your lower back's niggling that's a sign of something like your body is sending you so many signals i'm such a hippie uh that it, it's like it it just again increases the amount of life that you've lived when you pay attention that maybe that's it just pay attention because sometimes I feel like I'm hyper hyper vigilant sometimes I see I don't notice things like somebody's had a haircut and I might just go oh, I think they look a bit different but I don't know why or how so I must not just mention it at all and I'm like oh do, do you like my clothes I'm like oh, are they clothes I don't they, yes I mean I don't have an opinion and so some I think some people might think I'm being rude, but I'm not. I just don't. I just genuinely don't have an opinion. They're clothes. Uh, I hope they keep you warm. I hope they make you feel comfortable. Uh, that's all I care about. I don't care about what you're actually wearing. Well, I do in some occasions, you know. Uh, I wouldn't go to a fancy club with a scruffer. Um, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I think this is about it. I... Again, this is one of the most wonderful things. Uh, I'm going to go and... Oh, I've got my second therapy session this week. I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to my operation, which is in about a month's time. I'll certainly be doing another podcast before then. I am just about to order an office chair, like an ergonomic one, which is going to help surely with my recovery. Um, and my... Oh, God here I am speaking completely hunched over um need to focus on my back health need to focus on all the rehab and stuff but um thanks for popping in thanks for being a friend uh was a bit of a was it a ranty one I don't know I feel refreshed uh make sure you subscribe or follow whatever wherever wherever you're listening and uh if you yeah just just share this episode with one friend. I'd really, really appreciate it. I think it took me ages to get into podcasts because I was listening to them at normal speed and I couldn't get into them. I was too distracted. I wasn't listening to what was being said and I found my sweet spot, which is listening to um, podcasts at 1.5 speed. That's my sweet spot. So I just feel like this is such a great medium to to help people connect so if you yeah if you want to connect then you can or oh, ask me a question yeah send me a question any question anonymous question whatever question to hello at com, and I shall speak to you soon again
Oh, so you can... I, I'm, oh, I'm trying to... Do you know what? Oh, here we go. Here's how we got ending things again. Mm. Um, I would really like to share more on Instagram in terms of stories because I really enjoy when people share more but not in a fake way does that make sense I just want to really make sure it's authentic but I have insecurities in terms of like you know how I look or I don't want it to be fake so I have my reserves reservations reservations and again, it's a really fine balance on what's genuine and what's not, because I would never want to go into the territory of being being fake. And it's a tricky one. I especially worry about internet couples, because you can see through them sometimes when... I'm sorry, but how much is a how much of a real relationship, loving romantic relationship, is it if one or both of the parties in that relationship are just concerned about creating content? So it's that kind of balance. I feel like I want to always have my freedom to completely disappear and disappear of the place of the planet. Is that how you say it? Is that how you say it? Um, and also sometimes I'm just super active. The choice is mine and I will keep it that way. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you and speak to you next time.